You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 27 of the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Robin McAlpine. Robin is a corneotherapist and skinfluencer who is in her 10th year in business and leads a team of six at her Skin to Fix clinic based in New South Wales here in Australia. Robin is also a speaker and a brand spanking new author of the book Skin Side Out, which I'm so excited to have in my hands. Not only do I love supporting my fellow beauty boss friends, but this book is golden and should be a centerpiece in every clinic's reception because it's been written for the client, not specifically for the therapist. Although I'm sure it's going to be a great refresher either way. And you know what I'm loving about it so far is that it uses a language that our clients will understand and not become overwhelmed with. So this episode was actually recorded before the book was even printed. And now that I have it, I actually just wanted to say thank you so much, Robin. It's long overdue for our industry. Oh, and thank you so much also for giving me the opportunity to give one away. So please head on over to Instagram or Facebook to this podcast post and leave us what your biggest takeaway of the interview is. Now, before we dive in, I just wanted to say thank you for being patient with me. We've just moved house and set up our new salon space. I had an interstate trip to the PBS Skin Summit last, and then last weekend I spoke at Salon Growth Con. It's literally just been go, go, go. But over the weekend, I had three people come up to me um, and ask if my podcast was still happening. And the answer is an absolute yes. But I just realized, um, you know, how much of an impact these episodes are having on you and inspiring you to become a thriving, successful beauty boss. So we are full steam ahead doing fortnightly episodes and the lineup of interviews I have are going to be incredible. Now, if you are listening right now on your phone, I would be super grateful if you could take a screenshot for me and tag me in an Instagram story. By tagging me, I can then tell um, that you have done a story, I get notified, and then I can add it to my story as well and just bring brand awareness to each other's businesses. Honestly, guys, you know that saying about when someone buys something from someone's like small business, they do a happy dance. This is me literally every time I get messages, see a review, tagging me on your stories or posts, or even when I get the warmest hug, say from Miriam at Salon Growth Con telling me how much I've inspired her. It lights me up. It gives me the motivation to keep learning, growing, sharing, because of the impact I'm having on all of you. So once again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And if you are new to the podcast, I'd love for you to be a part of our free Facebook community, Beauty Business Co Society. 
There are some great conversations happening over there and a free gift for you when you join. So, okay, let's get on to Robin's episode and welcome her on the show. Robin, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. It's so Thank good to you. have you on the show. Thank you so much for <laughs> being <you>. here. <laughs> my pleasure. I love getting to share and um, yeah, just talk about what we do in the beauty industry because I just love being part of it. Amazing. Well, the pleasure is all mine. I've been following you for a little while and <laughs> yeah, just I think following your journey with your salon, but then you've really created this whole brand of, um, you know, the it's the expert skin therapist, correct? That's your handle yes. on Instagram? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's interesting to see a personal brand grow, a brand grow when you're just kind of doing your thing. I didn't really intend for it to be anything like it is now. So yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's very, very cool. I So I'll get right into that because I can't wait to hear about your whole journey of where you started. Awesome. But I like to <laughs> kick off the show with what your definition of a hashtag beauty boss is. Oh, it's for me, uh, a beauty boss is really just somebody that's taking their life in their own hands and just taking responsibility for the good and the bad. And it just so happens that we do it in a freaking awesome industry. Yep. Yep. So true. I know like, gosh, our industry can take us wherever you want it to lead, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's something here for everyone. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. Well, we've got so much to dive into and I want to keep this episode <laughs> as, um, you know, as juicy and quick as possible because you literally just <laughs> jump on an aeroplane to Germ- Germany. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you're going to yes. the corneotherapy symposium? Yeah. So there's an international corneotherapy symposium that's held every 18 months and it's usually held in a different location around the world. And this year it's in Germany. So this will be my sixth time going to this particular symposium and about my fourth time to Germany, which is super exciting. I love it. It's like the, the mecca for skin nerd nerds to all come and unite together, which is why I love to be there. Oh, wow. You'd be picking up a bit of the language as well while you're there. <laughs> I'd like to think that I have, but no, my German is, is not great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stick with skin. I never picked up German. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take it all the way back to the beginning. I would love for you to share your story. What led you to choosing the beauty industry in the first place? And I know that you call yourself a bit of a skin nerd and... <laughs> So dive into why you've specialized into skin and just take us through what you're doing today. I guess way back in the beginning, I, I was a bit hesitant to join into the beauty industry because I come from a small country town where the local beauty therapist, you know, had back in the early nineties had a blonde frizzy perm and was the town gossip. And, and that's all that really was to it. They should painted nails and, and just talked about, you know, everyone. So that's not what I ever thought that that's what I, my, my own vision of the beauty industry was. I thought, I'm not that person. I'm not girly. I didn't own a dress until I turned about 25. Um, so it really, for me, was I was a bit of a late bloomer coming into the, to the industry. So I took myself off to beauty college. And that's where I realized I, I actually am pretty smart because I failed school. I, I guess I didn't have a lot of direction in what I wanted to do. And this just became my love. And 
for me, it really became focused around biology and cells and anatomy and physiology and how skin actually works. Because I'm such a big believer, if you know the the why of how something's working, then the how to fix it or improve it is so much easier. And so for me, I just fell in love with um, how skin works. And so I kind of, from then on, didn't really pay much attention to the rest of all my diploma qualifications and really kind of honed in on my skin uh, learning. And that's what I did when I came out of college is graduated realizing, hmm, I probably don't know enough to do my job well. And so I went on to study further um, down this part of my career path. So I started out working in a day spa, then in a very, um, very clinical cosmetic clinic and both of those jobs, I learned the best of both worlds of how to create an experience for somebody to really feel nurtured and hold space for somebody who just needs that um, environment that we create in our industry. But then also the clinical side of things and how the high tech and what that all does. And I think that I've found that beautiful balance and um, kind of melded those two. And that's what Skintifix has become, the, the, the beautiful soul nurturing um, and loving on people but having the equipment and the technology and also the knowledge to actually help them create the change that needs to happen to get them the results that they want. Mm, wow. <laughs> you got it down packed. Oh my goodness. That's a, this is so amazing that you, um, cause how long have you been qual- like a qualified beauty therapist for? When was um, I, yeah, I graduated in 2005. So yeah. I was 22, I think when I studied. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but very quickly I moved into the skin stuff because I just, my brain just is, is so turned on by that side of things. So that's, yeah. that's what I'm good at and I love to do. Yeah. That's so good. Like going so back to t- 2005, the industry of like going to college as a beauty therapist, it was sort of like, okay, you're going to go and fit yourself into a salon and learn manicures and pedicures and you're waxing. Yeah. And a lot of the girls that I went through college with, they actually didn't end up going down the career path of a beauty therapist because they just, they weren't into that whole package. It's so great that you were able to really niche into what you chose to actually be passionate about and and dive in that way. And it wasn't handed to me. Like I had to really like ask the questions of where do I study and where do I get more knowledge about that? Because it's not something that was really popular or, readily available to people then it was all just things that I had to dig out and find for myself and carve this path to find yeah yep mm-hmm. yep absolutely so um you have just written your is it your first book it is my first book yeah so people say that like it's a loaded question that I'm I'm thinking oh well wow, I've got to write another one <laughs> <laughs> I think now because because well I sh- I see you as this incredible expert within our industry and I'm like has she written anything else before because she's so knowledgeable <laughs> congratulations uh, I think it's thank amazing you, thank you. I can't wait to receive my copy I know that it's based um projected more for the actual client of our beauty clinics and skin clinics correct it is but as I was writing it I started to kind of see that there's two ways that this could go because it is, it is everything I've ever wanted my clients to know all of the information that I haven't been able to fit in during a limited, you know, 50 minute skin analysis consultation or during, you know, the first 15 minutes of their facial. And it's the kind of information that they need to know to make an empowered choice about their skin. So for me, knowledge is power. And my whole goal and purpose of being on this planet is to fix skin and to, to help people feel 
empowered in the decisions they make about their skin, but also comfortable in the skin that they were born into so that it doesn't hold them back from living their very best life, you know, and it's very subtle sometimes the way skin holds us back from being our best version of ourselves and not something that people generally tend to notice until after their skin is fixed and they go, wow, I didn't realise that, you know, I was too nervous to kiss my boyfriend because I felt my skin wasn't clear or I didn't want, you know, to see him to see with my makeup off or, you know, I wasn't going for that promotion and I couldn't figure out what was holding me back, but it's because I just didn't realise how much my skin impacted my life. So, yeah, the book was kind of born out of that and the my dream to reach more people and share that skin knowledge. But also I've realised the way I talk to clients about skin is in a really simple way. And one of my favourite sayings, I think it's an Einstein quote, is if you can't explain it simply enough, you don't know it well enough. And so I realized what this book also does. It just, it's, it's just my everyday language of how I chat to my clients. And it's really basic um, with mostly analogies and metaphors. But I thought this actually gives young therapists or therapists who are in that skin clinic arena almost the language and the terminology to make their job a little bit easier as well at explaining something that seemed as really quite technical or um, it's almost like it's a bit of a secret because no one knows how to fix skin or... Um, yeah, I wanted to be able to give them the tools also to be able to have huge success with their clients as well. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing because I think it's, yeah, it's really needed within our industry as well. This whole stigma, mm. of, um, you know, I've got, I'm scared of selling to a client and it's not yeah. the sale. It's like you're doing a disjustice of service without actually recommending and educating them on what's going to be best for their skin. And it's life-changing. It really can be. It really, really is. And I guess that we, we have such a fear of selling. And I know it sounds really cliche to say, I've never sold anything a day in my life because I believe in what I sell. But it's actually damn true. And all of my um, therapists that work with me, I think particularly when they first come and work with me, they're like, wow, you guys sell a lot of product compared to where I was. I'm like, yeah. but And then they step back and watch and go, yeah, but you don't actually sell. I'm like, no, we teach the why. And then the how is really easy. So that's where you say sales come, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Cause I think in being in the business district of things now, it's all mm-hmm. about you know, know your why and why you're doing what you're doing. And then the passion is, you know, if you're passionate at what you do, then the skill can come later. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. But I think teaching therapists, the reason of why you actually teach the clients on how be better at their skincare routine at home. Like the results are coming from their bathroom sink, not always yes. professionally, you know, and it's just getting into that role of like, you know, you're the one that's going to be treating your skin at home. Like you only see me a little, a little bit of the time, but the therapist can yeah. be quite stood back. Yeah. It's going to be an incredible book. I'll leave the links to everything in the show notes as well. Cause you're doing awesome. a at the moment. Yes. Yep. In the, in the thick of it at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so exciting. Great. So having your own clinic as well as having, you know, your own brand identity as the expert skin therapist now, which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running a beauty business? Oh, for me, it's two major things pop up around this question. It's, it's the one of that mindset is a big one for me. And, you know, I've just, you know, one day I just made my Instagram handle expert skin therapist and I thought, well, you know, all these beauty bloggers and stuff, they call themselves an expert, but they haven't studied. So I'm like, damn it, I'm just going to do it. 
And so, you know, I guess having that imposter mindset still kicks in and, you know, I'm about to reach 10 years in business. I still feel like the new kid. I still feel like I'm making it up as I go and flying by the seat of my pants. Um, you know, granted, I probably have a little bit more experience than I did, you know, five and two and, um, you know, 10 years ago. But the mindset game is, is huge and kind of keeping yourself um, motivated, but also, you know, I think learning's a big one for me, always continually learning and not feeling like I am a bit of a know-it-all and I'm so hungry for knowledge. So that's one, but also staying fresh. And what we do in clinic, our services are very, are very specific and they don't follow fads. And so I'm not always bringing in something new into the business for my team or just for our clients as well. So it's always coming up with, uh, I guess, new innovative ways to, I guess, present the same thing or a similar thing in varied ways because we're competing against the flash in the pan fads um, and the things that, you know, aren't always consistent in the market. So it's that for me is a big hurdle, you know, over the last 10 years is how can I represent this or how can we make this, appealing in a market where it's so five minutes of fame for so many things in the industry. So yeah, that's one of the challenges. And I think that will always be a challenge for me and my business as well. But I guess because we are consistent and we're that constant and unmoving, the people do come back after they realize that fad might not have been all it was cracked up to be. Um, And so we're kind of like that rock or the foundation in a very unwavering kind of industry, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And you're, yeah, you're showing consistency throughout as well. The fads do, they come and go and they might go away and purchase a, you know, a, a quick mask that was bought from a chemist or something like that. Someone recommended yes. it They'll always be back going, it didn't actually do the thing that, that it said it did. On the <laughs> yeah. Or, or worse, it undoes all of the good things that you've been working on. So yes. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> And I'm with you a hundred percent on the mindset, you know, like I feel that if you, if you think that you've finished learning, then I I believe that you've failed. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. your work in progress every single day. And, you know, you can, in this industry, we can have ups and we can have downs and there's so many incredible tools at our fingertips now to program our minds for success, listening to inspiring podcasts. There's so many amazing um, industry ones, but then non-related beauty industry ones and just being in that business mindset, or even if it is something like skin, maybe you should create a podcast because I think, (laughs) (laughs) and then you can educate everyone on on skin. And then, yeah, (laughs) one of those things that it's nonstop learning for you to be, um, yeah, in, in a great mindset to, to take positive action, take inspired action. I always say every single day to build the business of your dreams. So yeah. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So what are your two top important tips for the aspired beauty boss listener to learn from when they're starting their own beauty business? The most important thing that I will always tell anyone who ever asks me my advice, you know, where they're starting out or they're, you know, on their business journeys, know your numbers. Like you can't make business decisions. And whilst, you know, we're, we're the kind of people that this industry attracts, we're heart people, we're givers, we're generous. You know, we don't like to look at the numbers or to feel like we're in this to make money. We're in this to serve and to help people. But you have to know what's working and what's not and know when, you know, what are, what are your high income treatments and, and 
we've got to make a profit. That's, that's the thing. So knowing your numbers is definitely one. And if you don't, don't be scared. Like I never wanted to talk to my accountant. I didn't want to know what the bookkeeper was doing. I didn't want to know how much money was in the bank, but it's just, you, you, you have to know. It's so important to know because money is opportunity. Money is growth in your business and money is investment in yourself and your team. Yeah. yeah so they're, they're the big ones. Yeah. Mm. And I think the, my second thing would be just find your voice and your niche and dig down into it and be different in a saturated market because this is such a big industry. It's such a big beast of, you know, this, this machine that goes on and on and on. But if we're all kind of copying each other, it just doesn't, you know, you're not going to have the success. You'll, you'll ride the coattails for a while, but it's really about finding your voice and finding what it is you're passionate about, what it is you do for your clients um, and really drilling down into that. And, and I guess being different and just the niche might be tiny, might be only an inch wide, but it's a mile deep. So find your thing, your voice and your clients will find you because you're speaking the same language. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love it. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> the be like, hell yes. Cause I think it's yeah. hard you know, be across all the things all the time. It's very overwhelming sometimes to be working in and yeah. on your business and having your Instagram account all color coded. And then people just think, Oh my gosh, oh, I've got to go yeah. live on Facebook now and show my face. And yep. yeah, if and you, you know, start, I, sorry, you go. Uh, no, no, I'm not the most eloquent person. I can't string a sentence together most of the time. And you know, I watch people who present or who speak at things. And I think my brain just doesn't work that way. I can't go A plus B plus C and put it all together. It's like a mishmash of all sorts of things. And, you know, you, if you've watched my lives or my, my things, you know, sometimes I don't know what I'm going to say. It just comes out. And then afterwards I think, oh, crap, I probably shouldn't have said that. But it's about being true to who you are because, you know, you know, I'm one fifth bogan and it just often comes out <laughs> in the way I talk and, and the things that I say. So find, be yourself. I think that's the biggest thing is just being yourself because you can't be anyone else. And I tried to be other people and I tried to, you know, dress better, walk better, talk better, but nah, it didn't work. <laughs> so yeah, be yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Being authentic, you know, like just showing up is one thing like Facebook and Instagram, they're rewarding people for going live and doing stories and you, yep. your hair doesn't have to be perfect and you don't have to have a full face of makeup on. Like half the time I do have the, the wispy curls and my mum bun going on, yeah, but absolutely. you think it's something and then I go, oh, I'll, you know what? I'll share it later when my son's not in the background. <laughs> And yep, then you, yep. oh, I'm not excited as, as I was before to share that important tip that I just had like an amazing light bulb moment and that was going to help my audience. So yep, yep. yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the Mel, Mel Robbins five second rule. If you think of it, it's a prompt, you get up and you do it straight away. And it's, that's when it's inspired. That's when you've got that passion in the heart and you do it then and there. Whether if you kind of write some point notes and go, I'm going to do that later, you don't have that it's not going to be the same as if you'd done it in that moment. Mm, yep. So, so true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I would love for you to share three apps that you just can't live without. I'm really boring. I was trying to think up some really fancy high techie apps that I use, but honestly, it's really keeping it super simple. So, you know, I don't do the fancy schmancy apps, but it's just the daily basics. So I'm always on outlook for my emails and I've just recently 
um, you started using that for my personal calendar and, and what I need to be doing aside from like, um, I use shortcuts in clinic for our CRM, but so that's that calendar. But then I need like, what appointments have I got? What blog posts do I need to write? So that's my, um, that's my life in a box really. in that one, um, thing that was a game changer for me was Plannerly, which is an, a planning app for your Instagram posts. Yeah. So they'll automatically schedule or they'll, you can pop them up, but I liked to kind of have a look and see what was coming up. And sometimes I like to think about the content that I'm going to write underneath the picture. Um, sometimes clearly I don't think very much at all. I just slap something up and you know, they're the ones that usually take off. But for me, Planoly has been a godsend um, because for a long while, um, Facebook and your Facebook page had the scheduling app um, as part of it. So that was helpful, but yeah, it was great to have that. And I guess the other really boring one is internet banking because <laughs> you know, I'm on it, I'm on it often. So I've got my different banking apps and, and knowing again, comes back to knowing your numbers and knowing your figures. So yeah, yeah. sorry. They're not that inspired. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I think the, the biggest one I'll take away for our audience is that Plannerly. Like I have plan yeah. and uh-huh. we're actually, we've actually got a masterclass with Michaela Paul, who's the marketing manager of plan going to be in beauty awesome. pro. Cause I just think it's so important for people to be across the, you know, we're, we're needing content for starters. People are, Oh, I need yeah. to you know, create more content, but then it's like, well, here's some content for you. Now you've got to plan it out to make sure that you're, you know, whether it be daily or, um, yep. twice a week that you're posting, but just have it in your feed ready to go and, and, you know, take some time to write a proper caption or save the time yes. by having the hashtag saved as well. Like I think literally if I, if I sometimes um, post on the go, it takes me half an hour almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put the proper filter on it, whatever, add the hashtags in or think of hashtags to put in it. But if it's literally ready to go in my plan app, I am one happy woman. Like my consistency of postings um, up there and that will help with my analytics and my engagement. So yes, and it takes the overwhelm out of it because sometimes you go, oh, I've got to get a post up today. What am I going to do? Yeah. It's all there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can choose one and go for it. So thanks for sharing those. <laughs> now, my pleasure. what is one thing you're constantly searching for when it comes for support in what you do daily? I, I've got such a great team around me, my therapist who work within my business. And for me, the support is, it's my own fault. I'm not a good delegator and I need to get better at it. And granted, I am better than I was um, you know, 12 months ago, 18 months ago. But for me, it's not that I'm a control freak. I'm in no way a control freak. And I'm more than happy to, you know, trust people to do, you know, I hire intelligent, beautiful women. Um, so they can definitely do the job. For me, it's more the struggle in handing over because I don't, I don't want to offend the person receiving the task because I don't want them to think that the job is beneath them, that I'm being lazy or that I'm just delegating the crappy jobs. Um, you know, I value my team so much that I want them to feel like they're an important part of the story. But, you know, they're, they're amazing. They're constantly telling me, just hand it over, hand it over. Um, yeah, sometimes I struggle with the, the boss um, workload. There's, you know, as you know, there's more behind the scenes than just turning up and seeing clients. It's some days you just have to wear so many hats. So, yeah, yeah. They're, they're amazing at kind of taking things off me and, and, um, yeah, I trust them completely and they don't need to be constantly checking in. So yeah, I think for me, it's, it's that, that, um, that team and, and leaning into the team and allowing their skills. Cause they're, 
they're brilliant. They're amazing at what they do. Biggest hearts on the planet. Um, beautiful, beautiful team. And I guess with me not delegating doesn't allow them to step into their strengths and into their gifts and talents as well. So it's, it's a learning curve for me, but mm. yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting better at it than I was. Yeah, I know. I have that same issue as well. Delegation and it's not about trusting and, and someone taking over the, the role for me, but it's, yeah, it's more like that ownership because it's been your baby for so long. <laughs> that yeah, you, yeah. But you really do as you scale and you grow and more hats get worn, you just, you, you need to make sure that you're, you're offering that. But that's the great part about um, being the leader rather than the putting the boss hat on is... Yes. Um, empowering those therapists to be the best version of themselves so that that can help them on their steps for their career path. Like I hear it so much about, oh, you know, like I don't want to um, give too much to my therapist because they'll just like learn all the things and leave and steal all my clients. And oh, I, no. I cringe when I hear it because I just think, oh my gosh, you're just, you know, you're popping them in a little bubble and they're not your little hamster on a, on a wheel. Yeah. And I the think there's no growth in your business when you're doing that. And, and what if you don't teach them? What if you don't empower them and they don't leave? What exactly that leaves you with a business with people that are just not living their best life or working their best work. Like I am such a huge believer in like, I'm, you know, my dream is that my team are better than me. And in so many parts of my business, they are, you know, they they have more time for clients um, there, I, they do the job so much better than me. Um, and that's what I want. And that's what I dream. And if they leave, you know, they, everyone who's ever left my business, which is very few because I am very blessed with an incredible team. Um, but once they come in, they never leave. Um, but the ones who do and go on to do their own thing, it, to me, it's such an honor that they've learned in my business, how to do what they do. And they grow and build upon that because, you know, I think this industry can be full of um, not full of, but there's people there that, that leave because they're possibly not being taught and not being led. And then they're going out and doing it, um, and not doing it as well as they could be. So yeah, if, if I'm in a position to be able to lead and teach and expand somebody and help them and step into their journey and their dream, ha, it's, it's like, floats my boat. Like you don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that if, anyone is listening to this episode can take that away and bring it back to their teams. Like think of why you're doing what you're doing because you love being in the beauty industry and you're helping serve your clients to make them feel beautiful. But if you, if you want to scale and grow and have a team that's working for you in, I'm putting my fingers up there. (laughs) Um, like have those team members flourish for your business. Like they're going to come to work with that smile on their face, full of vitality, ready to um, treat your clients with all of the passion that they have because they're learning and growing with you as well. So absolutely, absolutely. This episode is brought to you by our Beauty Boss Planner. Organize and plan all areas of your beauty business from your iPad or tablet for just $39. Easy, portable, and hyperlinked, including a complete video masterclass for you to become a digital planning pro. The Beauty Boss Planner is jam-packed with everything you need to map out your goals, marketing, social media, finances, as well as your month-to-month and week-to-week sheets, 
so that you can list out your to-dos and get that feeling of crossing off the list accomplishment. Plus, it will never get lost under the notebook collection. Yes, I know we all have a little bit of stationary addiction and with practice, I promise you the feeling of needing a paper planner will disappear. Buy it now from our digital store, www.beautybusinessco.com shop. So we'll move on to some rapid fire questions. What okay. Best book you've ever read. <laughs> okay. So I, I mostly read like business and self-help and improvement books um, because that just floats my boat. But the best fiction book, it's when I was a teenager, I read the Tomorrow When the War Began series. And whenever I'm ha- like having a bit of a rocky patch in life, I go back and read that whole series. It's just like this escapism for me. And because I grew up in a small country town, I guess it kind of relates to, to life there and I totally get it. So yeah, that's, that's my nerdy skin book. I mean, non-skin book. <laughs> non-skin book. Yep. <laughs> yep. Who is someone that you would love to meet in person? I am not a celebrity focused person. Like I don't get all gooey and like breathless when I see someone famous and I don't have like, you know, a whole past crush on anyone. But if I could sit down with and have a coffee with Jeffrey Marsh, their work as a transgender and a non-binary activist, I guess, just inspires me to keep it real. Like Jeffrey's message, it's just, oh, it oozes unconditional love and self-love and acceptance and just showing the world how to love without hate. And yeah, I just love seeing their, con- their, their content pop up on my Instagram feed. And I would love to spend a day just getting to know Jeffrey and learning about their passion. I just think they're an amazing human being. Yeah. I have to look him up. Yeah, get on Instagram, the Jeffrey Marsh. Yeah. The Jeffrey Marsh. Cool. Uh, what is one thing you've procrastinated about this week? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I, I'm a huge procrastinator. Like I am so easily distracted and I cannot focus on one task from start to finish. Like it just doesn't work in my brain. And I always thought I was quite broken for a while, but I've just started to learn to embrace it. So if there's anything that can be procrastinated gone, uh, upon, <laughs> I'm there. I'm so there. And I, yeah, even today I've had a million and one things to do. Haven't done any of them. <laughs> Except this podcast. I'm so glad yes. that you <laughs> I know how busy yeah. you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm really good with a deadline. Like, and it can't be a self-imposed deadline. If someone else gives it to me, I'm great with that. But if it's like, you know, I need to get this job done, it won't be done till the 11th hour. It's really bad. <laughs> and what is something you'd jump at if you knew you wouldn't fail? Oh, buy a lottery ticket. Hello. If you knew we were going to win that, I'd be buying every week. <laughs> yeah. And money, see, I'm, I'm not about money, but money creates opportunity. So if you've got more money, you can create more opportunity in the world. And why wouldn't yeah. you? <laughs> I know. I know some people say, oh, you know, if I won the lotto, I'd be over on this island and going here and there and buying this car. And it's for me, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh, no, if I won that lottery ticket, I'd be buying that property and creating the ultimate beauty destination and money wouldn't be the object and you could just create that dream that you've always had in the the big vision. That's for me. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Big, big picture goals. I love it. Totally. And if you were stranded on a deserted Island with no Wi-Fi, what's one thing you wish you had with you? Uh, I'm a skin nerd. So it would be definitely my dermavigil skincare and the being a ranger and a redhead, it'll be the biggest brim tat you could get your hands on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Very good. Well, we will be up there. I know that you've got to um, get the rest of your suitcase packed. I wish that I was on that plane with you, but I don't know how much sleep we would get because um, we'd probably end up just chatting the whole journey. Talking the entire time. Absolutely. <laughs> annoying the person next to us um so we've got your book coming out we've already spoken about that is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners what's next for you what's upcoming with uh, you and your business yeah yeah so obviously my book launch that launches at the end of may so i guess i'm working on how to reach the world with this you know um with what's inside those pages because it's just such I'm, i'm so proud of this book and it's my brain on a page so i love that so that's all happening for me Um, my business turns 10 in June. So we're really working on how we're going to just love on our clients. And, you know, 10 years, that's a milestone that felt like light years away at the inception of my business. So it's a bit surreal to be here and it probably doesn't feel like I thought it would. I thought I would be like, you know, sipping pina coladas in the sun and I'd be bossing like a pro, (laughs) but it's, I don't think it's ever going to be like that, you know, and I love it too much to step out of it. So I'm, you know, I'm in the trenches. I love it. So yeah, that's, I guess, what's happening for me over the next couple of months. It's a real, you know, my life's very full and busy. So lots of travel and I think I'm home sleeping in my bed about eight nights over the next two months, but that's the life that I love. So yeah, yeah, wouldn't have it any other way. Beautiful. So um, we'll leave all your handles in the show notes as well. And obviously the comments of our Instagram and Facebook, but um, at expert underscore skin therapist, is it? Yes, it's expert underscore skin underscore therapist. But I'm sure if you just type in Robin McAlpine or expert skin therapist, it'll pop up there for you. And pop up. And if you want to check out Robin's beautiful skin clinic, it's at skin to fix. That's correct as well perfect and at the end of the episode we normally like to do a bit of a giveaway for a lucky yes (laughs) so um i would absolutely love for anyone who has gotten a golden nugget from this episode just to leave a comment on either our instagram or facebook post of robin's beautiful face um of the episode broadcast and yeah just share what your biggest takeaway of the event was of the um podcast interview was and you can be in the running for what would you like to give away to our, our listener I'm going to give away a copy of my book called Skin Side Out. So that's coming out in May. So it's perfect timing. And I would, I would love to share that with someone. So thanks for the opportunity to, to gift that. I'm really excited about it. Oh, thank you. I'm super grateful <laughs> for that as well. Um, and I already ordered my copy. I can't wait for it to arrive in the mail and I can dive into it because I'm on a mission this year to read like – you know, some people read like 700 books in a couple of years. But I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to read like one a month because I end up falling asleep, you know, in a couple <laughs> of weeks. So I'm yes. doing the best that I can to get off the screen before bed and go into um, Perfect. Some, some beautiful books as well. So can't wait to dive in. And um, I will be speaking to you again very, very soon. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to connect with us. And my yeah, my pleasure. Much. Pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Angela. Thanks, Robin. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm.